Welcome, everyone, to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell with a cracking voice. 428-9494 is the phone number, 928-428-9494. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hope you are having a good day. It's because I didn't take the drink of water before I started, (laughs) and my voice just decided, hey, it's time to go back to 13. (laughs) Hope everybody's having a good day. Victoria Silva and Misty Gilbert are here with the Safford Library. Library joins me every first Thursday of the month. It's a new year. Yes. New month of programming. Yes. I've already gotten two notices in my email, (laughs) which is great. And I I love that I get those. Yes. So how does January look for you guys? Very busy. Starting on, actually starts today, doesn't it? Starts today. We've got Anime Club at four o'clock today. How has Anime Club been doing? Are you getting more and more kids, or is it a stable number? It's a stable number, and um, every once in a while, I'll have one of my anime kids bring in one of their friends, too, and then one of their friends brings in another friend, and it's really great. Honestly, it's one of, one of my favorite programs to run, just with how much the kids love it, and they're like, we miss you. We can't wait for Anime Club. I'm like, that's so great. I'm happy for that. So what is what is the debut anime because you always try to bring a new one right yes what is the debut anime for today um today it's called frerin the end of journey i believe is the name of that one it's um about a group of four friends and one of them is an elf who she lives forever and so you know her four friends they all go on a journey together and they create a wonderful um battle that everyone loves to see in anime and then it's kind of their stories of what happens to them and how she continues on after they all you know inevitably pass on interesting <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a it's a fantasy trope yes the, the immortal being yes and what does that do um there's a show on netflix sandman i've read the comics i'm, I'm a big fan of them and one of them is uh one of the characters is, I think it was in the in the series. I think they showed him uh, is an immortal, mm-hmm. and and how do you deal with that? Right. And and there's lots of great stories that come with that. Like, what do you do if you're immortal and poor, mm-hmm. and you're just hungry all the time? Yeah. Right. But you can't die. Right. Or when your kids are older than you, right? What do you do? Right. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, wonderful. I mean, just that story could go anywhere. So far, she's paid some beautiful tributes to her friends. So that's been it's been really great to see. Feels yeah. like a great way to start the new year. Cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what other what other programs are we looking at for January? Oh gosh, we brought a calendar because we know everything is starting on Monday. Um, so yeah, next week we'll start with. Um, our Lego Club, which is the first Wednesday, this month will be the second Wednesday of the month. We have our kindergarten through third grade program, which um, they're going to be doing paper weaving. So it's actually really fun. Um, I know Katie's really excited. She's the one that runs our kindergarten through third grade program. And then we have teens again. We have our story times. They've been on hiatus for two weeks. Um, So it's kind of nice. Everyone's ready i think uh to get back into the swing of programs because we go from now until april so it's pretty uh 
it's busy, it's heavy. <laughs> yeah, program heavy for sure. Yeah, and it's enjoyable for us. So during these breaks, and with Safford taking longer breaks, right? Um, I don't, oh. I don't think Thatcher and Pima are right. No, they're taking the normal, except for winter break. They always take two weeks. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking is spring, uh, spring now. Fall. Spring break is now two weeks. Correct. In Safford. It is, and it's two week fall break. Um, the library is still there. Yes. But not necessarily the programming, like because you guys are taking a break during the holidays too. Right. Well, this is really one of the big breaks that we take is in December. Um, after our open house and then during the fall and spring what we're trying to do is hopefully since Safford's off two weeks we're hoping to catch that first week or whatever week that Thatcher and Pima are off so hopefully they'll all land at the same time Um, and Safford will just we'll just and we're gonna continue our programming throughout Um, but yeah we have like our big spring break programs Um, fall kind of lands around fair time so we kind of have to every year it's a little different but yeah, it's it's a little bit of a challenge, but it's not necessarily a bad challenge. It doesn't impede us really in any way. If anything, it might give us some more opportunities to do some different types of programs just because we have students and kids available to come. But then again, in spring, sometimes they don't come as often because they're gone for two weeks. So it's kind of a balancing act, I suppose. It, we've, we've, as a community, changed significantly in just a generation. Mm-hmm. Because I, I talk to my wife and she, she'll say, oh, yeah, half the school was out in October because it was harvest time. Right. And, right. you know, every kid who, were, who lived on a farm, yep. that was their job. And they would hire other kids to, to help. Um, so the schools understood that. And I'm assuming the, that mm-hmm. impacted the library. Right. We're not. Um, technology means basically one person can harvest. Depending, yeah. Yeah, you really don't need a, a, an army. Mm-hmm. to harvest your crop right right so kids now are aren't necessarily being pulled away no like they were and i'm assuming that puts extra pressure on the library which provides so many services there are more kids of they're in need of that right and i don't know if necessarily puts more pressure on us because we really well, yeah, because you enjoy it. I well, mean, yeah. well, not not even that. It's that we really work with the school schedule in general. That's how we plan our programs. You know, we take certain breaks because we know our numbers are not going to be there because families, um, like in May, for instance, we generally take a pretty good break from most programs because we are trying to, it's graduation, it's end of year we're not getting those kids. Um, we really ramp up in June and July because everyone is off. We know that all the kids are off. And then in August, we generally take we take a step back as well for the same reason. Everyone's adjusting to the new school schedules. They're trying to figure out what their weekly schedule is. And then we start up in September. So I, for us, um, in general, libraries have really done a bigger push for programs in the last decade since I've been in libraries. Um, so for us, it really doesn't impact us as much. But then again, we're also, a lot of our staff are have children, so they understand the school schedule, they understand how that works, and we have staff with children in different districts, so we can better coordinate what, we kind of have a better feel for what's going on throughout the Valley, hopefully. It really feels like with end of school year, a lot of people take their vacation. Yes. Right. Um, not, not what my generation considered vacation time, late June, July, mm-hmm. it's it's more May. 
And and I think I figured out why. It's because we get out before the California schools get out. So everybody goes to Disneyland then. <laughs> uh, so you're not fighting the California residents who are all there and can go anytime right, they want. Right. Uh, I've, I've just, that's that's what I've seemed to have noticed. Is right. People really make that pilgrimage to Southern California in late May. Yeah. And because you're just not fighting as big a crowd. Well, and when we plan our programs, even for summer, we do a six-week run, and that's intentional because those last two weeks, week and a half at the end of July, kids are either getting ready for school, Safford's starting now, um, so we want to give families that break so they can get all of those school things put together and get ready for the new year, and then that's why we kind of give August, that month of August, too, because it's every school year is a little different, how the structure is, you know kids get older so how does that fit into their family structure so we're hoping by september they have a good idea and then we just we're off to the races basically for three months um <laughs> and right now it's the same thing in december we took all of that time and really it's to plan the next five what four or five months and sometimes even a little bit of summer we get excited yes yeah we already know our theme for next summer so we're kind of sort of so we're already misty does our escape room she's already started that process so this month of december really works for us and families want to see each other for the holidays we're still available to come in check out books um we just don't have the level of programs but then again we don't see as many folks either because you know they're they're enjoying their holidays why wouldn't they i mean we all do (laughs) yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with that now you've had two weeks Mm -hmm. uh for a fall break yes did that give you an indicator of what you can anticipate with a two-week spring break not necessarily because they're very yeah, as you said it was fair week it's always it always lands during fair week and they're two very different times a year so every year it's and some years we have more folks that are in the valley and some we don't so it's it's kind of a guess at this you know we're never really sure because it really depends on families you know what their life schedule is so but like i said we're really excited to we enjoy our, our breaks just to kind of reset and get ready and plan. But I know, like Misty, she's starting with Anime Club this week. And I know, what's the one you're doing? Is it the anime or not today? Is that today? Yeah, we play a game at the beginning of every Anime Club or some sort of activity. And so we have, um, it's basically a guessing game where you guess whether it's a real anime title or a fake anime title that I've just totally made up. <laughs> and it's really fun because uh, some of these kids, they really think um, I could name all the animes. I could do it. We've been having fun in the back. She's been quizzing us. We're normally her her test subjects just to kind of see, um, just to kind of see how it goes. But yeah, it's been fun. All right, let's let's hear a couple. Okay, um, so anime or Ananot, um My girlfriend's squid really likes to. Man, that wasn't a good start. Okay, hold on. <laughs> you caught me off guard. I should have brought a few to write down. I'm, um, I'm thinking you used the ones you've already used. Yes. I wasn't there, so. Um, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, he still caught me off guard. All it's right. in a PowerPoint all made up. <laughs> just reference back to that. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> you An- can come watch it. <laughs> anime titles are weird. They, they are. are. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't figured out My Hero Academia. What does that mean? And that's the hot one. He's, that's, yes, he's that's the academic the hero. hero. But, <laughs> but, I mean, I understand it's translation. So, mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So I'm assuming that's translating literally. 
My hero, yeah, my hero so, I get. Academia, I get. They don't go together. I don't know if sometimes things get lost in translation. And so this is just like the best that we can do um, when yeah. translating from Japanese. Um, I thought of one for you, though. Okay. All right. All right. So I got reincarnated into a slime. Is that anime or ananot? <laughs> I... Yeah, it's weird. I'm going to... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say not. That is a real anime. (laughs) You can watch that if you want to see someone got reincarnated into slime. God bless the Japanese. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they know what they're doing because... Well, what is the other one that's really popular right now? Is it the toilet... Oh, yes. Um, toilet Ghost? Toilet Bound, Hanako. Thank you. S- something like that. So, yes, that one is really popular. We watched that one in Anime Club, and now that manga series has been coming in and out of the library like crazy circulating. Is that a ghost attached to a toilet? Exactly, oh. yeah. <laughs> kind of like Moaning Myrtle in Harry Potter. Yes. Um, Hanako <laughs> is bound to this toilet, and so there's all sorts of like magic and phase, and it's cool. <laughs> I I recommend watching any Japanese game show on YouTube. You do not need subtitles. <laughs> it's just weirdness for about 20 minutes. And I'm assuming many of the anime are similar. And for us, it's like, you know what? They're reading. They're enjoying it. They're talking about the characters. They're doing all of those literacy skills that they don't realize they're actually doing. But they're doing them. And they love coming to this program. It's probably probably been our most popular team program we've ever done and i'm really glad misty enjoys it because i do not understand <laughs> yeah and, and i'm in agreement i don't care as long as they read yeah yeah exactly yes. you know, Any reading is good reading yeah so if if you love this stuff then go for it and it's backwards that's what gets me too <laughs> anime is and i'm assuming the the books are the same correct they go right to left yes they do mm-hmm. so you're if if you pick up any of my listeners, if you pick up a, a a manga, a manga, and you start to read it like it's a, a Western book, you, not only will you be confused because it's on a, a manga, but you're going to be really confused because you're reading the story backwards. Correct, and the covers are also backwards to indicate this is the the beginning of the book. Yes, so it's an adjustment, and they're in black and white, which. I kind of like in a way because I think it really makes them focus more on the story rather than all of the color. It's not a graphic novel in the same sense. Uh, this is a little bit I do know. That's done uh, for speed. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe most manga is serialized. A there, lot of it is, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a an anthology that's released, and I don't know how often, but they've got dozens of these mm-hmm. anthologies, which are really popular on the subways. Adults hmm. love them. They, Passes they, the time. Yeah, yeah, they pick them up at in um, much like the giving machines in okay. uh, vending machines. Okay, and they'll read them on mass transit. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Um, so, and they've got these anthologies, and because you have to produce a story, however often they they run, you've got to. That's why the artwork is very clean, very mm-hmm. little detail, almost no background. Correct. Um, simplistic art style. Right. Right, right. Doesn't take away from the storytelling, just mm-hmm. um, because you have to produce. Yep. 
Yep. It makes sense because, yeah, there's, we have, I believe, Bleach is what, in the 70s or 80s at this point? Some Yeah, some of these series, they just don't stop. It's unbelievable how many mangas are on the shelf for that one. Yeah, the the first one I encountered was Dragon Ball. Yep, yeah. Dragon Ball, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which is different from Dragon Ball Z. I'll stress that. Mm-hmm. There are two. The two different series. Yeah, Dragon Ball was the boy, and then he becomes an adult in Dragon Ball Z, I think. I'm looking is at it Misty. Goku? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my kids. Oh, that's how my okay. kids were introduced to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's so like yeah, I'm I'm with you. If they read, I'm all for it. Right. And before I forget, this is going completely to a different subject. But um, we we you know we always focus on literacy for all ages. And one of our programs that's going to be starting in February, but the signups are available now, is Fun with Math and Science. That program is a six week program for ages like three to five. And it really tries to teach parents how they can incorporate science and math in in early literacy everyday activities. So um, Elizabeth Henley and Jennifer run that program, um, and they'll be starting in February. So if you know someone that's about three to five years old, you just need to come to the library and register in person. And it's a six-week program. It's at the same time, I believe it's at 1230 on Wednesdays for six weeks. And each week they go through um, different activities and you learn different ways you can incorporate those STEM and science to get them ready for school. Because more and more we're finding out STEM and science are just as important as the literacy when they're getting ready to start school. What types of activities are are you, because I did, that was one of the emails I received. Uh, I want to say sign up is January 19th is the deadline yes so that way what we do with that is we have the remind app and she'll send you a message every week to let you know that you know just a reminder this is coming in um they talk about there's a program that talks a lot about their senses and how you use all of those five senses and how you can incorporate like small activities even if it's just sorting sorting's a really big early early literacy skill and we talk a lot about, um, they actually have activities where you can sort different types of animals and shapes and colors. And it's really just to make um, those science and math a little less intimidating and show parents that we can do this, even though it's, it's, um, it seems daunting. But you can just, you just get items in a, in a you have a, a bowl full of items and you say, okay, what's this color? What's this color? That's one of the, I know they really focus a lot on that. And even like games like hopscotch, teaching them those gross motor, those those skill sets, teaching them balance, teaching them how to count to 10. Um, every week it changes a little bit. And every week there's tips for the parents or the caregiver that comes. And there is also um, a book you take home that reinforces those themes. So we really want you to continue that at home and a tip sheet as well. See, I was thinking sneaking it into daily activity like Help mommy or daddy in the kitchen, and they talk a lot about yeah. that too during the program. Three spoons, and they talk they talk to that in the program, and they just but they want to do those activities to kind of show you can do this at home and just and all of the things that they're sorting are things they're pom poms they're little um, what are they called they call them uh, the the pipe cleaners you mm-hmm. know those kinds of things they're little things they're things anyone really probably has somewhere around their house. But it's kind of just to show them that all of these all of these skills are actually part of literacy and teaching them. They all tie in together and getting these kids prepared. And that's really important. Uh, my grandson was over last weekend, the weekend mm-hmm. before. I forget which. He's four. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a twist tie from our bread. Yeah. And 
doggone it, his goal <laughs> was to do every letter in the alphabet with the twist right, tie. Right, exactly. And he had a ball. Yeah, and that's yeah. and it's things like that. You know, it's really teaching them those fine motor and teaching them how to use their hands and manipulate, and those are all important things. That's why I really like this, this program. We really enjoy it. Um, just because it gives parents, it's a lot of information, but we really try to break it down to make it accessible, and we really want to show that math and science aren't as intimidating as as we always I think a lot of folks thought that it was I remember my first grade Ooh, yeah Mrs. Mrs. Ulrich <laughs> she was not tolerating us not knowing our numbers exactly. and our letters and uh I, I went to a Nazi school let's just say it. um I would much rather be with mommy or daddy <laughs> Going, okay, sort the blocks, count the blue ones. Yeah, it definitely is fun with math and science when you got Elizabeth and Jennifer running that one. Yeah, they do. They enjoy it. And they read some stories and they talk in the, while they're reading, they're also explaining, you know, they, they talk non they use nonfiction. You can use nonfiction books. You don't have to read the entire book, but you can point out things in the book and start that conversation. So um, that's kind of one of those, that's one of those programs that we've, been doing for several years now and we really it's just a nice six week and it's only a six week commitment because we really want that one-to-one child and caregiver interaction so this is one we generally like it to be one parent or caregiver to one child and the three to five year olds that's really that that last developmental right before they hit school so we really want them to have that time with their caregiver or parent is two parents too distracting no no Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I mean that. I mean, we obviously want both parents engaged, yes. but I can see how. I right, mommy showed me this. Now I'm no, going to no. go show daddy. Right. And instead of staying focused on what you're supposed to be doing, it's going back and forth. I could, I could. I understand see that. Yeah. A preschooler being very distracted. And we've had both parents come to a diff- few different programs, and it I've kind seen them at story time a lot. Yes, and yeah. story time they do that. And it's kind of, it's good. I, I personally like when both parents come if they're able to, just so they can both hear the, kind of the same thing. Um, and that way, and sometimes the kid will wander back and forth, but that's okay. To us, they're still getting that, that adult interaction. And that's really important. We really just want to make sure if we can, the kid ratio to parent is pretty much, is pretty close to one-to-one. Right. Um, when you have multiple kids, you know how that goes. One's going this way, one's going that yeah. way. <laughs> I, I, my sympathy goes out to anybody with twins. <laughs> I can't imagine. One at a time was too much. Multiples. I, yeah, I can't. 428-9494 is the phone number. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. More with Victoria Misty from the Safford Library right after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley and the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell. Misty Gilbert, Victoria Silva with the Safford Library are here. And there's no pressure to come back. (laughs) Yesterday, I think we got all the way down. The music just ran totally out by the time we got back in. Oh, okay. um, Because we were chatting during the break, as we were just now. Yes, exactly. And one of the things we were chatting about was password change. Yes. So um, starting Monday, um, the passwords for the library accounts will become the last four digits of your phone number. So if for some reason you want to verify, you're welcome to call us and we can verify that phone number for you. 
So the password affects cloud library. So if you do our eBooks or e-audio books, it might ask you for a new password. It just wants to know the last four digits of your phone number, whatever that phone number may be. Um, but what we've been doing in the last month is really working on making sure that one, folks have a phone number in in their account, and two, um, making sure we have as many current accounts as possible. So if you have questions, please call us. Um, our number is 928-432-4165. Um, so just please give us a call and we can verify over the phone for you that your phone number is in fact correct. So in addition to eBooks, anything else that's impacted? Um, your public computer access. So if you use our public computers, it's the same passcode. And then if you use, I'm trying to think if there's, if you use our online magazines, um, which is through another app, Libby, that also will be affected by it. But most of, we're going to have um, that change over Monday, um, early Monday. So um, if you do have concerns or questions, like I said, give us a call or even come in if you happen to be in town and you want to come see us anyway. So come in and take a look and um, we can take a look for you. It's not a problem at all. Um, login remains the same. It's the, just the password. It's just the password. Yeah. So your library card number is still valid. Um, but we really are trying to make sure that our, our accounts are secure. And this is one small way we can just change the passcode to something that's a little more unique to the individual. So just trying to stay ahead because we've had so many issues in the area in general of, of, you know, information being stolen i don't think city of safford's been hit no. yet right no um but we know the hospital has and fmi uh, and mm -hmm. freeport yeah those were the two big ones yeah. yeah and um and let's face it out of our big employers that's two of the three exactly and safford is the third yeah yeah so we just want to make sure and stay ahead and i know our t department's been working on that too to to make sure that, you know we're always sure that our data is secure but just that little bit of extra is Hackers are, look, let's face it, those guys are geniuses. Mm -hmm. I they, wish they'd use their genius for good <laughs> and not evil. Um, exactly. To quote anime. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're smart. Yeah, they are. And, and we just want to make sure that the information we have for you is secure. And, and that's the reason for the password change. And um, we've been doing inventory the last month. So that kind of all tied in just cleaning up the system and making sure all of our information is as current as it can be. And if anybody hasn't used their account for a little while, maybe just, it has gone dormant, just call, yeah. just check. Yeah, just double check. And we can check. Like I said, we're more than happy to do it over the phone if you're not able to come in. Um, but if you do have issues, just let us know. And we've been in contact with those vendors. So they're aware um, that the passcode is changing. So, um, but we're, but like I said, it's, it's, it's just another security measure, but... Uh, I'll be honest, I was always a uh, hard copy, a physical copy guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. there's just something about, and this, I know it's weird, there's something about the smell of a book. I understand. <laughs> I knew a librarian would. Uh, used to make my ex-wife just just nauseous. Really? If we went into an old bookstore oh, yeah. or, or she go, I just, I can't, it's overwhelming me. And I'm like, no, that's that's one of the greatest smells <laughs> on the planet. Smell. Yeah. Um, but as I've aged and my eyes have gotten exactly. worse, I'm I'm really falling in love with eBooks. Right. Because you can enlarge the text. Exactly. If I need to. And, and sometimes it's fine with just a pair of reading glasses. Sometimes eh, I got to blow it up a little bit. Well, and we and we've been adding to our large print collection for that reason. Um, you know, our large print collection, the books are definitely bigger print. They're they're thicker, but um, if you still if you like that new book smell, which 
librarians most I think pretty much every librarian does um, our uh, collection's been expanding we're actually moving it right now because it's gotten so big we're shifting it to give it more some more space so um, that's something we've really tried to do in the last two or three years because we've noticed more folks are asking for those so yeah I was a book snob when I was younger and <laughs> I'm not so snobby now <laughs> and, and I know young people still you know oh how could you do that? How could you read digitally? It's not the same. It's not. It's not, but the text is bigger. And sometimes I can't always purchase the large print right. books that I would like to. So hopefully that's another reason to use our eBooks. But our e-audio I know is really what a lot of folks use. And I can't listen to uh, books. I don't do audio books well, but I know a lot of people do. So you're welcome to do that. Yeah, I'm the same way, especially with fiction. I'll listen to mm-hmm. a full cast audio. Okay, that makes sense. But somebody just reading a book, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't do it for me. I have figured out that it's the voice that I have for them in my head is not the same. So it doesn't quite gel. But then again, I listen to podcasts and I enjoy doing that. So right. Because they're factual. Generally, I like to listen to podcasts that are informational. Yeah, yeah. Um, Meadows' yes. uh, podcasts are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, and some folks really they can focus on the book. So I know Leslie's one that loves audio, and she it works really well for her. So I'm glad that it works well for her. And like you said, the but yeah, if if you um, haven't used our ebook platform, it's called Cloud Library, and um, you can. Um, download and listen to three audiobooks or you can read ebooks online so um, it's a really cool app and they've come a long way and we've added more and more to our collection so we're in a consortium with other libraries so we have access to what, 40 50 thousand items so it's there's normally something you can always find on there that's that's interesting for you and the password change goes into effect Monday January 8th Monday so I'm assuming somebody will be there to help uh, in facility computer users mm-hmm. oh yeah so the staff is always there to help if you need if you have questions you're welcome to come in as well and we'll be there to help you out whenever whatever way you need so it's not a problem at all is there any impact to the annex with the password change is nope. there an, okay so there's there's no public pcs in that building it's okay. just the makerspace gotcha. yeah and that is also starting up next week we've taken a brief hiatus on that as well so all right And uh, for anybody that's interested, what are the library hours? Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And the website? SaffordLibrary.org. Outstanding. Victoria Silva, Misty Gilbert, thank you both so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you all as well. I like that you listen every single day. I'm out of here for right now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, you guys have a great day. Bye.